We're back. Good morning, everyone. It is Monday, January 23, the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. And uh, after five weeks off the pasture, back this morning. And uh, Lozza, a very good morning to you, mate. Good to be back. Morning, boys. Yeah, I had a good break. Thank you. I uh, didn't do a great deal. Um, watched a bit of cricket. Met up with you at the cricket, actually, Mido. Good day, Where did you it? head off to, by the way? That <laughs> well, day. I was looking for you by the end of it. By the end of it, I, I was in the members' bar. I looked around and I couldn't find my friend Mido. He'd <laughs> taken off. So oh, I wonder where day. he got to. But anyway, I've had a ball. I've been away. I'm refreshed. I'm looking forward to a very exciting 2023. Bring it on. Pup, good morning to you. Morning, lads. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, good break. Five weeks. Long time. Loz. A lot of sleep-ins. Always a was long time nice. away, Michael. Always was a long lo- time was away. nice to sleep past 4am, but um, yeah, nice to be back. How'd you go getting up this morning? Uh, the alarm smashed me. Mm. Uh, I didn't go for snooze, and I didn't sleep great. I woke probably three times before that 4am alarm, which I is... Say, yeah, I was scared I was going to... Yeah, really. Yeah. I just woke once. I was, I was a bit like first day at school again. Yeah. You know, you know what inside. kills you as well? What kills me? That... Midnight or one thirty a.m. It was this morning. Bathroom trip. Ah, uh, yep. Once, yep. I, once I got to walk to the bathroom, I'm gone. I'm, yep. I'm awake. Yeah, that now that can happen. He's so older. It's hurt me today. <laughs> anyway, what about you, Mido? We made what it. Was your week, uh, holidays like? Oh, fantastic. Did you go home? Uh, I did for a week. Yeah, went out to the gorgeous Central West there to Orange, but uh, spent a week on the Gold Coast as well. Uh, Magic Millions week. And uh, there I was. I wasn't even going to go to the sales. <laughs> One of my best mates was uh, selling a filly. Uh, so I went, had, you know, a couple of beers. By the end of the day, I bought <laughs> him <into> the filly. <laughs> was DS there as well? I did see him uh, yeah. very briefly, uh, only once. Yeah, I, I've, I've got a few mates who live up there, so I was very much uh, catching up with them and um, yeah, I only went to the sales one day. So how did they sell the horse to you, the little filly? Oh, it was one of my best mates actually bred it. With 40, oh, Ross. 40 so, vodka uh, red yeah. <laughs> That's how they sold it to me. Drink those so and watch this. So it was sold. He kept a percentage and he goes, oh. you're in. Oh, so it's just one of those. On. He goes, Beautiful. yes. Yep, you're in. And that's how it happened. Oh, dear. Right. Well, and that's, I, and, that's, and that's, I was obviously yeah. the biggest rubber arm of all time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what, you're very vulnerable. Oh, hopeless. When you've had a few. Yeah. <laughs> because you do, you think, yeah, that's all right. I'll yeah. pay that. And then the next morning you wake up going, did I really agree with that? That was an expensive day. Yeah. <laughs> Very expensive. Very expensive. <laughs> but uh, I'll bring it on. So looking forward to it. And it's going to go to a young emerging trainer there at Eagle Farm. Lauren Abbott bought the horse, bought the filly. So uh, who knows? The dream is that we'll be back there on the Gold Coast in 12 months' time. Well, fingers crossed you are. Racing for something. What about that? Hey, They had to postpone yeah. the meeting. yeah. All sort Which of, was a uh, shame. All sort of went awry there, didn't it, on on race day, but got the meeting done there on Thursday. And, uh, yeah, that was a shame for sure. It was just like having been at the Gold Coast all week, mm. like the weather was sensational. Mm. And then all of a sudden Saturday, and obviously on Sunday, perfect weather. Yeah. Like, it just was... But they weren't expecting it. No, nah, they weren't expecting it. And, you know, they're just about to renovate that whole facility up yeah. there as well. It just, yeah, unfortunately... Uh, got rained out. Well, the track was an issue off after, what was it, two races, but uh, got the rest of the meeting done there last Thursday. Now, of course, uh, enormous fascination into Clarkie's life, and uh, we're just uh, hitting this on the head straight away. It is a private matter. 
that Clarkie's obviously been dealing with. Very, very private matter, which unfortunately was made public. But there's a lot of factors at play here. And Clarkie's made his statement uh, last week. And uh, due to all these factors at play, we're moving on. And we're moving forward on the big sports breakfast this morning. But I want to ask you... Honestly, you showed us before mm. that bruise on your hamstring. That is incredible, <laughs> mate. No, it's fine, like, buddy. You have it's a on the mend. huge bruise. It's on the mend. Yeah. Like, mate, you're not going to be able to walk properly for weeks. No, I'm good to go. I'm okay. ready. Game day. Bring okay. it on. Ready Fair to enough. go. No, on the mend. What did you make of the summer? As far because uh, I saw the Aussies were brilliant. Mm-hmm. I thought South Africa's batting was what I was worried about. I thought they were really poor. Um, and then once Australia got on a roll in, in these conditions, we just got used to the pace of South Africa. So I think the excitement around the South African quicks was was legit. I think they have they they have got a good attack, but Australia used their their speed to our advantage on good batting wickets. But I thought South Africa's batting was yeah nowhere near good enough against the Aussie bowlers. But I think the Aussies deserve a lot of credit for the way they played. Uh, successful summer, no doubt about it. I think you look at the results. Brilliant, and then we see. I think it's the Sixers and the Scorchers on Saturday in the final. So yeah. even the BBL, I haven't watched that much of it. It's been on just about every night in the background, but I haven't sat and watched full games. Um, but even that, I think we've seen some great cricket. I think we've seen some some young players really stand up and push um, their name forward to selectors moving forward. Um, we've seen a lot of the older boys grab hold of their chance as well. Like again, to me, and I know we'll do heroes and villains, but mate, Steve Smith. The Australian selectors missed a massive trick with Smitty in the 2020 World Cup, mm. and he showed that as well. You know, he, as I said at the time, he, he could have batted anywhere. He didn't have to bat at number three. They'll, they'll set on this Mitchell Marsh batting at number three, but you know, Finchie wasn't sure if he was going to open, if he was going to bat four. They gave Cameron Green a crack. Smitty gets a chance to open the batting for the Sixers. He's 200s in a row. So I think the selectors will be kicking themselves. Um, and the other thing, I think it's been great to see the Aussie boys back playing in the mm. in the BBL as well because we haven't got many internationals playing. Um, you know, I've just been asked to, to commentate the, the PSL, the Pakistan Premier League. Um, mate, you should see the internationals they got. So many overseas players are, are going and playing in that tournament. Yet Australia, because of the length of the tournament and the money that they're paying, we just can't get the big fish. I was disappointed with the summer. Gee, I know the, poor, wasn't big, it? the big bash has been okay, yeah. but the Test series, I mean, against West Indies and South Africa, who we were expecting to be South Africa a lot will better. definitely expecting to be a lot better. Yeah, but yeah. our fear was though, Loz, like we spoke about just every every day. They're just just their experience batting in these conditions. Mm. They just didn't have they haven't had enough players that have played here and no. had success here. No, well, I, I think we're all looking forward to India to see how we go against them over mm. there because it's always been a difficult place to win. And then, of course, the re- well, re-emergence of England, because the last time we played England, they weren't that great. And with McCullum taking over, you know, they're playing this style of cricket, which is exciting. Um, back over there in England in the middle of the year, um, Australia are on the rise. Well, we think we're on the rise. We'll get a better indication, I suppose, after the Indian series, because... Mm. Um, you know, I know it's different conditions here and over there in India, but if we were somehow to go over there and win, be massive. That will build the series for the Ashes if it doesn't already need building. But I just feel as though Australia 
it's hard to get a read on them because mm. of mm-hmm. the opposition, the opposition yeah. we play. If, if we win in India and win in England, we are clearly the number one team in the world, hands down. Like, th- th- we've got the two hardest series mm. coming up. But I actually reckon this Aussie team's ready for it. You know, to me, the thing that does stand out is how experienced our batters are now and how successful they've been. Kawaja, Warner, Labashane, Smith. If you just go on those four, that's as good as any top four in the world. But can they perform in Indian conditions? And then massive transition to go and perform in England conditions yeah. as well. But they are as well. They're all getting a little older, especially yeah. Kawaja and Warner. You know, oh, those two, I think, finish at the end of the Ashes. I think their time's up. So you've probably got to look at two openers. I don't know, mate, if Cricket Australia are, are, are speaking to, you know, those four players particularly, I'd be somehow trying to arrange that you don't all go at the one time or even Warner and Kawaja don't go at the one time. If somebody can hold off and come back and play the Australian yeah. summer, for example. But I think Davey Warner particularly has made it very clear that, you know, he probably thinks the Ashes might be... Uh, he's his last opportunity. Great moment scoring 200 at the MCG in oh, his 100th test match. Yeah. And he's under the pump as well. You know, yeah. he, he did need runs. Um, but again, I love the way he played. That, that's the Warner we, we know. You know, he backed himself, took a, took um, South Africa on, um, had a little bit, little, little bit of luck along the way, but tell me someone that doesn't. So, yeah, I thought that innings was, um, was amazing. And in your 100th as well, very special. Just my, Loz talking about the summer as a whole, my, my big bugbear with it, aside from the, you know, the lack of competitive opposition, I really thought South Africa were going to be much better than what they were. But mm. the fact, and I know this is to facilitate the big bash, the fact our home international summer finishes January 8 mm. is rubbish. And I know you can say we had 2020 World Cup, but that was when... Before it almost felt like we we're in cricket season. Well, I was going to say that's that's footy. Se- it's still footy season. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's hard for everyone to really sink your teeth into it because you. But I think we've all said that we, we're we're old school where we love a footy season and then a cricket season, mm. but it's just not the way it is anymore. It really isn't, is it? And I know there were thirty-seven thousand, which there should have been for the uh, Sydney smash there on mm. Saturday night. Thirty-seven thousand. You got Warner and Smith playing. But if we had, I don't know, a one-day international on a Saturday night in the middle mm. of January, in the middle of school holidays, with all the Australian stars playing against you get a uh, hopefully crowd. some decent opposition, sure. yeah. surely you get a good crowd as well. Yeah. And just for me, I'm way more interested in that yeah. than a 20-over match, which, you know, obviously it was great to see Steve Smith be as good as he was. Yeah. Well, the other anyway, thing... we could talk about cricket scheduling for a week, yeah. couldn't we? I think the other thing that people need to understand about these domestic 2020 competitions... They're not all international players. So even the IPL, you're only allowed four international players or overseas international players. So you've got, you know, out of 11 players, you've got a, still got a good handful that are domestic cricketers. You know, they're not at the highest level. And that's what makes the cricket different. That's why you see international players go into these tournaments and dominate. Because you haven't got all players at that same level. So, of course, if you've got Australia versus England, Australia versus India in a 2020 or a one day, that that's going to be, that's the best against the best. You know, mm. Sydney Thunder versus Sydney Sixers. Yeah, you've got Steve Smith, Dave Warner. Uh, who else played? Um, Nathan Lyon. You've got, you got, you got a couple of international players, mm. but the rest of the players are one level under, underneath that. Sometimes even too, you get guys playing first grade cricket that can't make the shield teams. 
they're getting a crack in the BBL. So it is a different level. It is a different standard. And you, that's why no one's surprised when you see Steve Smith go and dominate and get 200s. Well, he's a standard above a lot of the players in in the team he's playing with and against. Big night at Melbourne Park coming up. Front page of the Daily Telegraph today. Time to unleash the demon is the headline there. And the big night fourth round encounter for Alex Demonor against <sighs> Novak Djokovic, who's uh, had an injury timeout in each game that he's played so far, which is pretty typical of Novak. Oh, Apparently got go. a really debilitating hamstring injury. Here we go. Uh, yeah, rightio. We've got Roger Rashid on later this morning, so uh, we'll get a full preview of this game. But what an opportunity if Novak is not 100% fit, which uh, looks like he's not. <laughs> you know, you, you're happy with him, Novak, no, again? Well, seriously, is he still your favourite? doing these injury timeouts, and look at the time in games that he does them. They're tactical. He's been doing it forever. Mate, he's done his hemi. Uh, well, he, he hasn't done it like that with the bruise. About he's done his hemi, mate. Give him a break. Long. Did you hear what he said? He said, mate, I'm just happy I can actually be yeah. on the court. It's that yeah. bad. I, I foxing laws? <laughs> well, I think he's foxing, yeah. yeah. You reckon no injury? No. Just a plan B in case he loses. Yeah, something to fall so. back on. I think so. You've done hemis before, all right? <laughs> you you know about hemis, <laughs> all right? I know about hemis as well, but probably not as much as you. But what I'm saying, if, you, if you've got a bad hamstring, no one in the world you can play that level of tennis. You can't walk. Even if you've just yeah. got a little yeah. For sure. tear, you yeah. just can't. There's Especially no in that, that, the stop-start, I reckon, is what grabs your hemi the most. That yeah. sprint to take off, yeah. that feeling, or you feel it grab, and then yeah. when you go to yeah. stop. So, yeah, yeah I, I, think I, I was boxing. unsure if it was his quad or his, he- his hemi the other yeah. night. Yeah, I'm thinking it's something. <laughs> it might be something else, but I don't think it's a, it's a hamstring. Yeah. But, but I'm interested to ask Roger when he comes on this morning whether he is a genuine chance of winning Demon Lord. Now, we all know he can win, all right? But can he go out there? I don't, know if, he, I don't, I don't, know, if I, I don't know if he can win. Going to be good enough, which I don't think I, I don't be. know. I don't know. But if I think he he's win. tenacious. I love how he competes. He's got a bit every... of Leighton in him, doesn't he? He has. The way he fights. Yeah. He fights like Leighton. I, 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 I love him. I love watching him play, yeah. but I, just, I don't think he can beat Djokovic. I yeah, just think, I, and Djokovic goes to number one, right? Back to number one in the world if he wins this. Is that right, Mido? Did I see oh, that? I, I'm not sure. Yeah. No, I just reckon Djokovic has got so much fire in his... Like, he's, he's actually been pretty quiet, but I reckon he's got so much fire in his belly about what went down in Australia through the COVID stuff. I reckon mm. he just... It's just another bit of... Motivation I've got him. to. I've got to. I, I don't have a choice. I'm yeah. winning this tournament. Yeah, I, I think he's got that mindset too. And yeah. I, I think that Demon All... I like watching him play. Yeah, I love him. I love, I love I really his fight. Do. Yep. Yeah. I think that's what we all expect yeah. from an Aussie when they turn up yeah. on the court just to compete on every play. Yeah. If you had a footy player like him, you'd love him. Oh. He could and play even player the way he week. spoke after, after the game as well in his last win, like he's just absolutely pumped to play in front of his home fans. Mm. Like he's doing what he loves. He's having success. Yeah, you, you couldn't want somebody more to, to win. But I just reckon Djokovic, unfortunately, is a yeah, different class. Too, yeah, too classy. And there is back page of the Sydney Morning Herald as well. Come on, why Leighton is backing the demon. And Leighton Hewitt says he sees a lot of himself in Alex Demonor. And the market with tabs. So Djokovic is a $1.20 favourite. And Demonor is $4.60 as it stands there with tab. Now, back page of the Daily Telegraph and a couple of exclusives here. Firstly, uh, Steve Smith. Smith's free hit is the headline. BBL exemption before India tour. So uh, the Aussie test squad... 
set to go into camp on Saturday. Now, on Saturday, after the Perth Scorchers won last night against the Melbourne Renegades, we'll host the Sydney Sixers in the qualifying final there for the BBL, and the winner will then host the final. And, uh, well, Cricket Australia, well, Andrew McDonald, the coach of the Aussie team, granting Smith permission to stay with the Sixers to hopefully help them host a final. Amazing. After he scored two straight BBL hundreds, so he'll go into camp just after that. And Amazing! I think they head to India very early next week, yeah. so that, it's not. That's a great example of how big the BBL is for Cricket Australia. This is taken out of Andrew McDonald and the Australian cricket team's hands, and the CEO or Cricket Australia said, "Mate, you have to play in this BBL game." He was talking about his back seizing up, Matt, Before it, that, I'm game telling you, never, never in time gone by would any domestic competition would you be allowed to to stay and not go into Australian camp. So that's a great example of how important the BBL is to Cricket Australia. Just on that, then. If we've got that tour to India, do they play any warm-up matches, or is it just straight? No, they into mu- test they must have. They must have a. They must have at least one right. before that first. So you'd test. hope that Smith's not going to miss that lead-up. Did match, I, is it February you? nine the first yes. test? Yeah. Uh, well, this that's the other thing as well. Like, I think I think cricket Australia's got to work out. Like, I understand understand. Yet yeah, BBL is important. What if Smitty plays his game and does his hammy? Yeah, gets injured. Misses the Indian tour. Yeah. He's our he's our best player of spin. So that's why I'm saying this is really strange and really different mm. that Cricket Australia have gone this way. I don't mind it because you can, all, you can get injured at training, you can get injured anyway. Yeah. I'd rather see the boys play. Um, and Smitty might only need, because he's in good form as well, he might only need one game leading into the Test Series in India. But conditions are extremely different. So you've got to do a lot of batting over there. Yeah. Um, but he's very experienced. He's had and the only reason I there. say that is because I heard, or read, sorry, where... Before the Ashes, yep. he's going over there to play for with Sussex. the county side. Yeah, yeah. So he's getting ready for the Ashes, yeah. but yet not taking the same approach for India to the Indian. Tour. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, interesting. Uh, by the, if you look at dates, they, they can really only they're probably only going to have time for one first class game. Let's say play two two days or something like that. But I don't know what they got before that first test. I don't but think they've got anything. If they haven't got a game, it's it's ridiculous. They need to they need to play a game in those conditions in preparation, yeah. even if it's a three dayer and it's not mm. not a first class game. They need bowlers need to bowl on those pitches, batters need to bat under pressure in game scenario. We always talk about Man. opposition sides coming out here being underdone. You know, not not, not playing. If they haven't got a tour game, conditions. that would be ridiculous. Uh, also, back page of the Daily Telegraph, and uh, we might try and get ben, Benny Damon from Main Event on uh, to talk about this. Uh, Zoo ready for a hit, uh, ready to hit a home run. Sorry, Zoo ready to hit a home run is the headline, and uh, this written by Jamie Pandaram. So, uh, one of the stories in the time we were off uh, was that uh, Jamil Charlo uh, unfortunately suffered a broken hand in his preparations for his fight against Tim Zoo. Uh, so, uh, there was a push on for Zoo to fight for the WBO super welterweight belt, and that's happening. He's going to fight American Tony Harrison. And March 12 is the date that the Telegraph is saying here, and the venue likely to be, well, here in Australia, Melbourne, Sydney, or the Gold Coast. So uh, you can only He's over in... Because he flew over to the States for yeah. a big camp and uh, is still there. So you can imagine how mentally difficult that would have been to take even for Zoo, let alone Charlo, breaking his hand. But uh, when you're over there preparing for the biggest fight of your life, 
and your opponent's got a broken hand, you're in the middle of preparations. You're like, where do we go from here? Yeah. I think a lot of people will still want to fight, won't they? Because they've trained and prepared so much, oh. you don't want to see that go to waste. Definitely. But you take that fight, you're still, there's still a risk. Mm. But, it, but I think, I think Zoo's made it clear his entire career. He doesn't care what's in front of him. He, he'd rather be fighting than training. He'd, he'd actually prefer the fights in preparation. He probably thinks that's better prep for him.